This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gouda Tour. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction Preview Series where we look ahead to the next Arsenal match. And thank God this show is back because that means that Arsenal is back. We've only got a few days now, a couple of days even, to get back into the swing of Arsenal and club football after what has been one of the most dragging on international breaks of my life. But I'm glad to see it back. I'm glad to be joined by a couple of guests as we look ahead to a tough tie against Liverpool. So I'm joined today by two of my expert members. First off, it's Pablo. How you doing, mate? Are you well? Hi, Tom. I'm doing well, thank you. Um, trying to get over an international break and a lockdown combination of the two, I think it's drove me mad. <laughs> yes, you're not the only one, mate. You're not the only one. But I'm glad to see that we're back with club football. We're going to talk a lot about that as well. We're also joined by Joe. How you doing, Joe? Are you well, mate? Not too bad, lads. Not too bad. Uh, lovely wet Thursday here, but otherwise, Grant, so tired of international football. So very tired of it. Yeah, yeah. You and me both, mate. You and me both. Um, I mean, let, I mean, let's let's be a bit casual and talk about how we spent the uh, the international break, Pablo. What did what did you do with our Arsenal sub? Just worked, to be honest with you. I just I've done extra shifts just to, just to keep myself sane and out of the house and. Without Arsenal, it's just literally, it's, oh, I know, it sounds sad, it does sound really sad, but it's so boring. No, 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 I know what you mean. So boring not having football. Yeah, it really is a struggle um, not having the Arsenal in our lives. Joe, what about yourself? I watched some of the international games, played the PlayStation, got out and about as much as possible. I'm on a week off work, so sitting around here isn't really for the best. Fair so enough. Just pattered about it, really. As, as have a lot of people, I think. As have a lot of people. Right. We've obviously got Liverpool coming up, which it's not the... I mean, in some cases, some people might say it's a really good game to come off the international break because there's no easy run. You go in straight there with the test and you've got a challenge to uh, kind of face before we head into that really crucial last eight, nine games of the season. Pablo, Liverpool and Arsenal were two sides that have suffered this year. Have both had 
pretty disappointing campaigns, Liverpool especially, considering they're obviously the, the, the current champions and certainly far and away, away from retaining that title this season. But do you think that, that does that even come into your mind of thinking? Does that make you think there might be little kind of vulnerabilities that we can get at with Liverpool or are they still the serious side that they're always going to be? I mean, they're always going to be a serious side, but um, if you compare to Liverpool this season compared to last season, due to the injuries mainly, I believe it is, um, I think we can get at them. I mean, they're there for the taking. Defensively, they're not as solid and strong as what they were. Um, I mean, <laughs> even Robinson has been completely outshined by Tini, by the way, <laughs> and stuff like that. So, you know, I think at the moment, um, we're in a little bit of a high, and they're sort of still along so since um, Boxing Day I think we've we've been a completely different team and Liverpool have actually struggled a lot more than us yeah I think that Liverpool are looking like a side that are trying to get back to a little bit of the semblance that they had last season but without so many key players like Van Dijk and Joel Go- Joe Gomez and Joel Matip and they've lost Henderson of course as well they haven't been able to bring in a couple of players like Kabak and, and Phillips uh, sorry not Phillips um, Davies bringing in from Preston but it's, it's not been able to be seamless for them. Um, and they also could have like had a few more players, like Trent's been out a few games, Mane was out a little bit as well. They lost Fabinho for quite a significant period too. Thiago Alcantara was injured for a lot of the season as well. Alisson, of course, lost his father and was missing for a couple of games, but was injured further uh, earlier on in the season too. They have really suffered this year. Um, but they're always a test for Arsenal. And they're a side that have come to the Emirates and done really well against us in the recent past and when we've gone to Anfield we ourselves have been absolutely blitzed at times are you more confident Joe going into this game then knowing what the two kind of sides are and and where Arsenal are at and kind of the run that we're on and kind of a bit of a boost with the Europa League going well and the 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 win against uh, Spurs and then coming back against West Ham how do you think kind of Arsenal will sit themselves up against Liverpool I think we're going to go out to completely attack them and try to overrun them that might sound ridiculous, but the Liverpool we faced at the start of the season is a completely different animal to the Liverpool there is now. As you said, they've been hit with injuries. I think their heads have dipped. I've talked to Liverpool mates of mine, and they said they're just a completely different team. They reckon they're going to struggle to stay in the top six. So wow. I think momentum is with us, rather. Like that could also be a verbally, but I think momentum is going to be with us and... As we said beforehand, when we come back after international breaks, we tend to be a bit sluggish. So I'm hoping that Arteta sets it up to go straight at them and just try to get at them the whole time. Because there are new centre-backs. Like Phillips isn't great as far as I can see. I don't know a whole lot about Quebec. And as you guys both said, Trent has been off it. Um, Robinson has been off it. And I don't know if Alisson's even going to be in goal or are they going to go with Adrian. So I think this is as good a time as we've had for two or three seasons to properly take Liverpool down. That's confident talk and I like it. Obviously, we appreciate positivity on the show as always. Um, Let's see what some of you guys are saying in the chat box. Uh, Mitchell says, worst time to play us, Tom. We have entered our Champions League final form. I believe it's going to be a blowout in this game. Obviously, Arsenal do tend to have a couple of decent strong finishes to a season and you always see us on the last game of the season when we've got nothing to play for, absolutely smashing whoever against and hopefully we'll have something to play for by the end of the season as well. Uh, John Anderson, what a game it will be. He says, uh, Wilson says, hi guys, I hope 
that you're staying safe and doing well. Liverpool have not been the same team without Van Dijk this season. Uh, Manu Clerk says, thoughts on El Nenny's contract rumours? We might get onto a little bit about that towards the end. And Ray says, my problem is that Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe aren't fit. So I suppose it's a good kind of segue into our team lineups that we've selected. Pablo, we'll start with, uh, with yours, mate. Talk us through your team. Okay, well, I've gone with the possibly the strongest lineup we can go with with the players available. Um, I still want to take Liverpool seriously, um, even though they are going for a bit of a bad form. And we've done pretty well against top six teams. Uh, there's been a major improvement since Arteta's come along. So I think he's going to go all out. And um, obviously, Leno goes without saying. Tini, um again, <laughs> is always in the team. <laughs> Cedric, for me, he had a good international break, actually, as well. Uh, setting up a goal. Um, and then three, for me, I think it was. Uh, three, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, and then for me, I think Gabriel and Louise. I think Gabriel played really well in the last game. Louise has been pretty solid. Um, Shaka is just, <laughs> you don't know when that guy's going to tire because he starts every game and plays 90 minutes every game, near enough. Um, Partey, um, Odegaard, Odegaard, player of the month. Um, definitely, definitely has to start this kid. I hope, I really do hope we sign him. Um, I put something on Twitter actually earlier saying it's a bit of a, a two-headed sword with, with Odegaard because player of the month, brilliant for us, brilliant for him wanting to join us because he can see we appreciate him, but his yeah. price tag's going to go up. <laughs> That's the only downfall. And then up front, you've got Abba, Laka and Pepe, um, three strongest players we can play that are available at the moment. Yeah, no, I think that you've selected, I think there's going to be a lot of similarities actually between our sides because of some of the players that aren't available to us this weekend. Joe, let's let's go through yours. I have the same, pretty much the same spine as Pablo and probably as yourself. They all speak for themselves. Tierney is arguably our best player all season. Gabriel, did you have Holden? Okay, I thought I'd put down. No, Lewis, none of us have I think Holden. Holden. Okay, you've got Holden there on mine. On the screen. Oh, I've got holding in there. Oh, yeah, I have. Sorry about that. He only gets in by mistake. How poor for Rob. <laughs> uh, we got Louise in there. There we go. Yeah. Um, I think Louise has, you've all made very strong arguments for Louise being probably our best centre back. Um, I don't think he's going to get extended, but for the time being, he is consistent. So he's up there. Cedric gets in. Cedric Leno, Tierney get in. First names on the team sheet. Shaka Partey, best midfield. Odegaard, same argument as Pablo. He's player of the month. He just offers us so much that we haven't had, even with ESR. And I think ESR is out. Um, Sack is out. Willian's out. So I want Martinelli on the left with Tierney. They're, they're, hopefully that's a future pairing that can be refined. I went Oba up front. He he's our main man. We just have to. He just has to turn up sooner or later. And then Pepe on the right with Cedric has been good in the Olympiacos game and a few other moments. So I see nothing that's going to say they're not going to turn up, or anyone's going to have an absolute howl. So yeah, that's yeah. the best we could do. 
Um, only a slight couple of changes for me. Uh, I've gone exactly the same back seven, uh, back eight, I suppose, if you include Odegaard in there as, as you guys. Um, Leno, Tierney, Gabriel, Luis, Cedric, I think is our best back five. Although I have a weird feeling that Chambers again may play because he kind of likes Chambers at the moment and adding that kind of defence facility is going to be up against probably most likely Sadio Mane on that side. Is he willing to drop in the Cedric against him? Cedric, of course, played for Portugal in the uh, international break and set up a goal and got an assist. Uh, in that and the fact I think he's now getting that kind of international pedigree back into his game is really good and, and solid for him so that should be something that Arteta looks towards and thinking right we've got uh, this, this I was going to say kid then he's not a kid but you've got the 28 29 year old experienced fullback that's getting in time in the international setup let's use him um, Louise it was interesting I saw um, Juan in the chat book say no more Louise please I, I don't agree with you Juan I don't think Pablo and, and Joe do either with the way they've selected their lineups I think he's been arguably one of our better players in the second half of the season I think he's been excellent I think the only game where I've really got a true criticism of him was in the game against Wolves where he, he clipped Willian Jose or whether or not you believe that to be the case and that was only for me the only blip he's kind of had um, you've got then, obviously, Xhaka and Pato make up the midfield. Absolutely no doubt about that for me. They're our best two midfields in the team. El Nenny and Sabayas aren't close to those two, in my opinion, and I'll just be putting those two at the base until we sign someone, hopefully in the summer, to upgrade and, and partner Partey further. Erdogan with Smith-Rowe out is the obvious choice at 10 after Pablo said being the player of the month this month. It shows you how good he is and has been for us. And then the front line's the trickier part because of the issues with Smith-Rowe and Saka. Um, those two being seemingly out. Both of them have not yet trained. The earliest that they'll train is tomorrow, a day before the game. If you want to risk either of those two, I think would be a little bit naive. The only real choices that we've got to make, Pepe will be on the right. I think that's a shoe in an obvious choice with everyone else that's out. You've then got a choice between Aubameyang and Lacazette for me. I don't want to see either of them playing together. I don't, I'm not an advocate of that. I really thought that Aubameyang and Lacazette struggled against West Ham playing together and we looked better when Aubameyang went off. Um, so it's, it's lacquer for me just due to form and I think that he's coming into that game and he'll be wanting to fight for that new contract if that is something that's being put on the table whether you think that's a good thing or not and on the left you've got a choice between Martinelli and Willian now if I was a betting man which I haven't been for quite a while I'd be putting a fair amount of money on Willian being the guy picked um, by Mikel Arteta to be honest I think that's, that's probably the situation that we'd see I've also I feel it's, if it's not Willian it'll probably be a Bamian because Martinelli just for some reason just doesn't seem to be getting into the thoughts of Arteta as easily. But I think this is a great chance for Martinelli. I think against a big six side, well, we're not necessarily going to have loads of possession in the game. He can run at them. He can press them. He can win the ball back. He can drop back and defend like he did against United. I think it's a good game for Martinelli to possibly be given a shot in. He scored against Liverpool previously last season or the season before last season it was. Um, so I think that it's a really good opportunity for him to come in and play. And I, I still think that Willian will be the one that gets picked. Um, and I think that if he does get picked, we've all got to get behind him and hope he can put in a performance like he did against Leicester. That's the most important thing. But there are a lot of questions about this game. And, and I talked about the midfield there, and a lot of people in the chat box, Pablo, were talking about the fact that uh, El Nenny might be getting offered a new contract. What do you make of that? That's a crazy one, to be fair. Um, it's a little bit difficult. It depends what sort of contract it is, because El Nene is a good uh, backup player to have. You know what you're going to get with him. He's same performance every single time, like six, six out of ten every single time he plays. Sometimes he may push it for a seven. He's one mm. of them that doesn't kick up too much of a fuss when he's not playing as well. It's really difficult to find players that will be happy to come on and give 100% to the team, but also be 
not saying he's happy to sit on a bench, but he doesn't really make too much. You never hear of him complaining, saying he's not getting enough game times and stuff like that. So in terms of a squad player, for now until we... Because, I mean, we're pretty short in centre midfield, if you think about it. Uh, once Tobias goes... Um, well, I don't know. You've got Guendouzi to come back and um, obviously Willock and stuff like that, but I don't think they're going to be part of Atletis' plans uh, in the future. So maybe perhaps this is it could be a good signing just to have a backup player in case we ever need it. Yeah, no, I think that there's, there's, there's two kind of routes I'm looking at the Elneny deal. One is... I would rather, if we're going to get rid of a midfielder, it be him over, say, the likes of Granit Xhaka, for instance. I just think the drop-off in quality from him to Xhaka is quite big. And if we're going to progress the team and look to upgrade the team, you keep your better players and you move on the worst ones and you bring in better ones than what we currently got. And Elneny's one of those that I'd look to move on. We're just a year left on his deal. We could probably get a couple of million quid for him and, and I'd take it and move on. The issue is, is that... We, you do need depth in the team. You do need players that are willing to kind of be a rotation option to be there if we get a couple of injuries and come in and just be okay. And as you were describing there, Pablo, a six to possibly a seven at a push out of 10 on average from Elneny is what we expect. He's a very passive player. He's not a progressive player. He just basically gets on with his job of passing the ball around and keeping the ball ticking through. So I still would really kind of look to move him on over someone like Granite Xhaka. But I'm interested to get your thoughts, Joe, on, on this as well. What do you make of the possibility of Elneny getting a new contract? It's sort of background noise, to be honest. He's nothing particularly special. Um, you both said it. He's a 6 out of 10 player. If they sign if they sign him up and extend it, I'd sort of look at that as a lack of imagination. Either the club or Arteta have sat down and said, right, we're not going to have as much money to be as ambitious as we want it to be in the transfer market in the summer. We have this guy here. He turns in fair performances most games. He's not going to be particularly expensive to sign up for another contract. Let's just do it. It's the easy option. I don't think it's the right option. I would be the same as you, Tom. I'd look to sell him on. He's not going to get you like oodles of money, but he's going to get you three, four million, which adds to a transfer cost. If they extend them, I just think it's the club going, ah, here's the easiest option. Let's try and save the little bit of transfer fee we may have and use it elsewhere. Yeah. It wouldn't be for it, but it's not the end of the world. I think that you're right in the sense that if it happens, I'm not gonna I'm gonna lose sleep over it. It's not something I'm gonna lambast the club for or add into some kind of Arteta wish list or anything on on social media. I think it's just one of those where you turn around and go, look, it makes sense in the in the kind of the realms of we need to add we need to have those players that are kind of bring his depth that provide cover that can add rotation that in early rounds of cup competitions you can bring in and etc cetera, etc cetera, and give players a rest but yeah it's it doesn't inspire anything really it does it's, it's, it's a tricky one um let's get like move on to the uh final part of the show and get your predictions in the chat box and i'm gonna get the predictions of of my fantastic panel as well so let's kick off with some of the guys in the chat and then we'll return femi says three runs to the arsenal mitchell says three nil to the six-time European Cup winners. Um, easy old Ed says 3-2 to the Arsenal. Pablo, what are you feeling in regards to a prediction? Uh, I'm going to go for a 1-0. 1-0 Arsenal. Who's going to score? I think... I think ooh, uh, I'll probably go with Laka. I, I want him to start. I really do want him to start. I think we're a different team with him up front. His um, link-up play with the rest of the team is incredible. And he's on form at the moment. So, yeah, I think Laka's it goal. Um, 1-0 as much as we're both quite attacking teams I think there's enough respect there between the both of us 
to sort of it also be a cagey game. So I think Joe? it might be a cagey game. I'm going 2 0 to us. Um, I think Oba and probably Martinelli. If he gets played, if not, it'll probably be Pepe. That's mm. more the wave for weekend than anything else, I'll be honest. Yeah. But I think 2 0 to us. Fair enough. I'm liking the positivity, boys. Let's see what the chat box are saying. Let me just scroll back. Uh, Mike says 0-0. Manu says 1-0. I'm assuming to the Arsenal. Uh, Tiopas says 2-2. MIL says 3-3. A return to that result from a few years back. Uh, Karthik says 2-0 to the Arsenal. Zamir says 4-4. Shades of Arshavin. Uh, Alan Crook says 2-1 Arsenal. Um, Karthik says Pepe is going to score. Ansgar says 4-3 to the Arsenal. Leno, a goal from a goal kick. Wow, unbelievable prediction there put some money down on that one uh jermaine chambers says 2-1 to the gutters yo says 4-4 no sleep says 3-1 arsenal my uh my guy i assume you mean to score uh daryl says 2-2 obviously sellable score pepe and lacquer for the arsenal and mil reaction says pepe and lacquer are going to get the goals for us i'm going to be positive as per uh and hopefully cedric can pop out of an absolute screamer uh to take us with a very cagey one nil win i take it all day long if we get a clean sheet against liverpool it would really would boost us towards the end of the season as long as Arsenal get a win for me in this game I don't really care how we get it it's a really key game not to really kind of come back after the international break set yourself up for the last run of the season we've got no more breaks until the end of the campaign and then the Euros hit we want to finish strongly so getting a result in this game is going to be really really important I want to take the opportunity to thank my panel chat box if you could tell the panel how fantastic they've been I'm sure they would appreciate it first of all Pablo really appreciate it and uh, you've got news of a fellow podcast going on for a relative of yours do you want to, do you want to plug that yeah, sure. It's, um, it's my brother's podcast, unfortunately. Um, there's always uh, one in the family. He's a Tottenham fan, but... Oh. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> there's a group of him and his mates. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why we've still got him in the family, but... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a group of Thank him and his mates. It's a group of him and his mates that basically do um, all things football in terms of the Premier League and stuff. It's quite fun to watch. Um, It's all different games and stuff. Pretty cool. There you go. So it's a, a general football podcast, and if you can stomach the opinions of a, a Spurs fan, as long with I think there's some Arsenal fans and other things like that on there as well, isn't there? So it's like half Arsenal, half um, wow. Tottenham. They're all they're all from North London. So it was like half on sport, half on support. And it's quite funny to watch them bicker and stuff. There you go. We love a little bit of drama. Love a bit of drama. And Joe, what are you going for in terms of uh, plugging stuff? Because I know that you're not on the old social media. So uh, big up the Discord, I suppose. Just the Discord and the PSN. Find me on the PlayStation Network a lot or you'll find me in the Discord. But social media, no thanks. Not a hope. No, don't blame you, mate. I don't blame you. I've seen, I think our good friend Craig obviously came on Twitter uh, yesterday and I know a few people are following suit and I don't blame them uh, for some of the stuff that goes on over there. As we always try to finish off the side in a a kind of a positive way, make sure you are always trying to keep positive on the old social if you are on there and if you're not, fair play to you is is what I'm saying in regards to joining Joe's crew and not being on Twitter is is an admirable thing, we should say. Thank you so much, people in the chat box for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow Tomorrow, early tomorrow, 11 a.m. for the Let's Talk Arsenal show. It's been brought forward from the normal five o'clock slot because of stuff going on in the evening and the afternoon. So make sure you join us if you're a Western listener. Uh, Sorry, you're going to have an early one to get up for for an early kickoff. If you're an Eastern listener, though, you're 
chilled. You've got an evening show to tune into. And of course, if you're in Europe and you're not working on a Friday like me, then make sure you tune in at 11 a.m. tomorrow UK time. It's been a pleasure to speak to you guys. A pleasure. My panel has been absolutely fantastic. We'll see you again tomorrow. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.